Welcome in to, dare I say, a very special edition of Sword Paul. I'm your boy, Sam. With me, as always, is Seth. Whatever, that's not as exciting. With me, on his own couch, the man himself, Kyle, sitting right next to me. How do we do it? (laughs) Uh, Together between us, we have only one drink when I usually have three, but... You have two drinks. It's a Gatorade Zero the size of three drinks, so that's got to count. <laughs> you also have two drinks. Oh, yeah, that's true. I have a water, too. <laughs> the electrolytes weren't enough for me. I needed regular hydration. Um, the poor water is being ignored by you. Well, how don't realize it's there anymore. <laughs> it's like when we get that new exciting player, and then we forget about the old one. Like, we got Zion, and we're like, we don't even care about stuff anymore. How you doing? I'm grand. <laughs> Seth, how you doing? I'm good. I am uh, essentially all done with grad school, so Woo! pretty exciting. That's why this is a special edition. What does this mean by the time? Though? It means I have one more day at my internship tomorrow, but by the time you're listening to this, I'll probably be officially done. So well, if you didn't show up tomorrow, would you not graduate? No, I still would. They already like <laughs> signed off on my hours and everything. So, also, we don't know by this time tomorrow in Belgium when our Belgium, a oh, Belgish listeners are listening. Belgian? Then, Belgish. <laughs> oh, yeah, Belgian. Then it could be already Saturday. We need your in that case, <laughs> I will still be graduated. It's been a while since we've talked, boys. I mean, not really, but on this format and i feel like a lot's happened in the sports world you feel that way i mean when we last spoke with the playoffs hadn't even started yet in the nba the nfl draft was far off and we didn't have the trades that we come to have known now you know things have been wild that being said today's not wild because there's no nba games because for some reason (laughs) they scheduled the playoffs such that we have today off so Anyone else feel like a gaping void in their life where they can't imagine how they ever survived when there wasn't two playoff games, at least per night? I don't even need two. It's like (laughs) Thursday nights throughout the week is known for TNT basketball. TNT. But there's just no games. It's it's tough. Boston, Milwaukee, Memphis, Golden State, they play on Wednesday. (laughs) <laughs> they don't play again until Saturday. And the other series played two games in that time. No, they played on Tuesday, didn't they? Oh, yeah, it's even worse. They played on Tuesday. And then the other yeah, series played last off. night. And they're playing Friday. Yeah, so I don't know why they did it. Get like Adam that. Silver on the line right now. Get his goblin <laughs> ass on the line. I'd like to speak to him. Uh, well, let's hit the NBA playoffs first because that's our bread, and we know which side it's buttered on. The right the side. front side? The front right. You guys both got it right. So let's go over (laughs) the most exciting series first, in my humble opinion. Uh, There's a couple that could be most exciting, but perhaps the two most heavyweight hitters uh, facing off in the Bucks and the Boston Celtics, whom Seth covets. And as we said, next game is Saturday. Right now it's tied 1-1. Boston swept the Nets to get here. Honestly, not that surprising to some in this room. It's me. And the, 
and the Bucks beat the Bulls four to one to get here, which was very shocking because the Bulls won a game, and me and Kyle <laughs> did not see that coming. So, notably, Chris Middleton, he of the fish face, is out for the for the Bucks, <laughs> which is good for them because they're not playing the series underwater. So, the, <laughs> the first two games have been blowouts. The first game, the Celtics got ran out the court. The second game, they destroyed the Bucks. So we, it's a very weird series so far, right? Seth, we'll start with you since this is your beloved team. Are you how are you feeling about this series now? I know you favor the Celtics going in. Do you still feel confident? Any worry at all? And how do you feel like they've done making adjustments? Um, <clears throat> I still feel confident, and yes, I am worried <laughs> if that is possible. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's my, it's my team. There's so much riding on this for me emotionally. It's like, even if there's, I feel like a 20% chance that we'll lose, like that still induces a lot of worry for me. Um, I think it was a, uh, a rude awakening playing the bucks after playing the nets for four games in a row. (laughs) And just, especially the caliber of defense that, the Celtics were going up against like the number of turnovers we had in game one, especially Jalen Brown. It just looked like a team that was kind of caught off guard and, and had it had to take a day to be reminded of like what a high caliber defense is like and the ways you need to, the ways you need to take care of a ball against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they responded huge in game two, even though like, Tatum didn't have that great of a game and Jaylen Richard done. and Derek White were not shooting well. Um, Derek but they're able to <clears throat> they're able to get threes other other places. Obviously, Jalen had a huge game, huge first half. Yeah. Um, and they they played tremendous defense, even without Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. So it sounds optimistic that Marcus will be back for game three, which will definitely help them. Honestly, it seems weird to say, but Marcus like helps them more offensively. That's what I texted you because yeah. I was like, they need him more offensively, which I never would have said even like four months ago, I feel like. But it feels like they can't even get organized without him. Yeah. And I mean, their offense looked really good without him, at least in the first half. But sometimes it's just nice to have more of a facilitator, you know, especially if like Tatum or Brown is on the bench and then whoever is in the game, it kind of all relies on them unless they're able to get like a really good ball movement possession. But yeah, that's, that was what it all was, right. It was just a bunch of ball movement and not as much. Yeah. Not as much Marcus pick and rolls. Right. So again, things are going to depend on Chris fish base Middleton coming back and when that might happen in the series. I think he is a big factor. Not that we couldn't beat the Bucks if he's there, but I wonder what would have happened if they had him in game two and how much he could have kind of stemmed the tide and yeah. broke up some of those Celtics scoring streaks. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't feel like anything has really changed in my opinion since uh, before this series started. I picked Celtics in five. You know, maybe it'll be a gentleman's sweep. Um, I mostly pick them like 
out of respect and for basketball karma reasons. Do you think gentleman's sweep means <laughs> me and Kyle thought it meant you lose the first game and then you win the rest? Yeah. It seems like when I Googled it, it was just winning. It was just four to one in any way, which, which I didn't makes think no was sense true. It's not a sweep then. No, yeah. it's a gentleman's sweep. Yeah. So Ben was saying, shout out Ben. How many we ever shout out Ben on this podcast? Doesn't matter. Doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh was saying it's just if it's 4-1 in general and i looked up and he was right according to the internet but what does the internet know not more than us well not maybe our me. listeners will tell us shout us out in the where can they shout us out even instagram twitter, twitter shout us out All and tell us medias. what a gentleman's sweep is uh regardlessly speaking kyle I picked the Celtics in five as well. Should I be worried about that? Or should I be worried even about the Celtics in general in this series? I don't know if you should be worried about the Celtics in general, but Celtics in five seems like... uh, Seems dicey, right? Yeah. I mean, the no Chris Middleton is definitely tough. It's one of their main offensive contributors that now needs to either be spread around to... Pat Connaughton, who's been decent, as well as Grayson Allen. Honestly, they've been stepping up well, but mm. it's just a lot of additional offensive uh, firepower that the rest of the team kind of has to handle. Yeah. Uh, that against a team like Boston, number one defense in the league, you know, it's just tough to overcome something like that. Um, so I picked Boston in seven. I was back and forth between six and seven. I, I, I leaned seven just because I thought it'd be great to watch a game seven. So <laughs> got it. You got to bet on what you're cheering for. I feel like we're both going to be wrong. It's going to have Boston six now. That's what I feel like. <laughs> it's going to land right in between what we all said. It's uh, It's been an interesting series. There's been both teams have been great defensively. I think they are. They're both last in offensive rating in the second round because of how good these defenses have been against each other. And, um, you know, in the first game, the Celtics took 53s and only made 10 field goals inside the inside the three point line, which is insane. Only 10. They only made 10 two point field goals the whole game. Yeah. It's the like first the game, they looked horrendous. Offensively. Or something. Yeah. And then they made some adjustments in game two. Like you were mentioning with the ball moving set, it seemed like they were more doing like, drive and kick but not necessarily taking the first semi-open three keep driving keep kicking keep keeping the wheel turning until you get an open layup kind of thing um and it didn't help that Jalen Brown couldn't or didn't hurt that Jalen Brown couldn't miss in the first half but I think those were some good adjustments um I think I don't know I think without Chris I'm still fine with the Celtics and I'm not that worried I think if Chris does end up coming back I mean it's most likely he's out for the series right but like there were some rumblings that maybe if it was a game six or seven, he could be back. I think um, that could get interesting. Um, but otherwise, and how about Grant Williams, Seth? How about the way he stacked up against Giannis? And Grant Williams making the case for a future defensive player of the year, I feel like. I feel like all the Celtics could be future defensive player of the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about most improved, too. He mm. went from someone last year who – was just disgusting to watch on the court and anytime he was on the court i was like okay we might as well just give up it's like 
Grant Williams is out there, Jesus, times are really desperate. And then now it's like he's a knockdown three-point shooter, especially from the corners, at least like catch-and-shoot threes. And he's our best defender on Giannis, him and Horford. That's crazy. Which is wild to even think. But he's – honestly, he's like – like body type wise, he's like Marcus Smart, but like three, four inches taller, mm-hmm. where he's just this like concrete block. Yeah, and... low to the ground, really stout. Yeah. So Giannis has a hard time overpowering him, and he's quick enough to keep up with him. He doesn't have the height, really, but who does that hasn't really? been too much of a problem. Yeah. And he's also quick enough to stay in front of guards when they do like pick and roll with Drew Holiday. Yeah. Like he's fine guarding Drew. So it's pretty awesome to have him. Um, and between him, Horford, <laughs> Rob Williams, mm-hmm. Tatum, like we yeah. have as many guys to throw at Giannis as any team in the league. You know, I've always coveted Grant Williams since Tennessee and his bo- his running mate, Admiral, his goal field. I don't know what happened to Admiral. Is he, he was is on he the safe? Wizards. I don't know if he's still on the Wizards. I don't That's think true. So plays. I think they played him a little bit late in the season when they were tanking. Not a good sign yeah. for Admiral's career, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, all right. Well, I still think the Celtics got it. I think we all agree, but it could certainly be a longer series than Seth and I first anticipated. And you know, Seth, you always got to be worried when Giannis is on the other side. I mean, he's probably the best player in the league right now, him or Jokic. So <laughs> it's kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, Never relax right. for sure. Yeah, let's move on to the second most exciting series by my personal power rankings. If you're keeping up, uh, the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Once again, their next game is Saturday. Uh, tied one one. Both teams have a nice nine days to rest. Uh, the Warriors beat the Nuggets four one in the first round, which unfortunately for our boy Big Honey wasn't really a fair series. Uh, and the Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves four to two in a sneakily fun series, huh? That was exciting to watch. Um, unfortunately, uh, the Timberwolves are the stupidest team in the NBA, and the Grizzlies might be the second stupidest. So <laughs> it was like the most chaotic series I've ever watched in my life. It would be like turnover. One team takes a terrible shot. Turnover. The other team takes a terrible shot. Throw it out of bounds. Bad foul. <laughs> yeah. Someone's fouled out. Oh my god, dude! Watching Cat versus Jaron Jackson to see who could foul out the quickest, oh and then complain after each call as if they didn't just club someone over the head. <laughs> so bad, so frustrating. Cat's atrocious, but so good at the same time. Uh, luckily, I think in years to come, you know, Ant is really going to step up in that superstar role. He already kind of did in that series, right? Yeah. But you know, Cat doesn't have to be the best player on that team, and he won't be in the years to come. So they might have a shot. Tough West, though. Um. But that was the last series. Now we're at 1-1 with Warriors-Grizzlies. Both games were close. Game one, job missed a, a lefty layup at the end. And then the second game, he said, I'm not going to miss it all, actually. Instead, I'm just going <laughs> to score 47 points, and we're going to win this game. Not only in that first game did he miss that, but Clay hit that dagger three with, like, what, six seconds left? Yeah, and then he missed two free throws to put the game away <laughs> and then played good defense on that last yeah. job. It was really a roller coaster for right. Clay at yeah. the end there. And they said, fuck them free throws as he walked up the court. <laughs> <laughs> hey you gotta put uh, the pass behind you yeah so kyle what do, what do you think about this series i think both teams could could rightfully say you know we should be up 2-0 or we should be down 0-2 but um who do you favor going forward now 
obviously I think the smart thing to say is the uh, Warriors, but my heart tells me it's the Grizzlies. Mm. I just can't not watch enough John Morant and Bane and Jaron Jackson when he's on. The first it's, game he was on. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting series now, though. Obviously, like uh, with Gary Payton out. Um, yeah. But, you know, I don't think anybody was coming into this series saying if the Warriors win, it's because Gary Payton shut down John Morant. Right. But I feel like I've been hearing a lot about how if the Grizzlies win, that's a major contributing factor and i don't necessarily agree with that take but Mm -hmm. obviously he is their best he's shown to be their best defensive weapon against ja um but yeah i like the way memphis is playing i feel like they're much more up tempo but like back in the day the memphis grizzly style hardball grinded out type games a tough team yeah yeah even though they're running up and down the court and i feel like that's really the best way for them to win because i don't know if they have the offensive firepower to put up obviously with steph and if clay's on and the way uh jordan Poole's playing but Mm. the physicality that they put on Golden State, I feel like, is what's going to keep them in the series and could mm-hmm. potentially win it for them. Yeah, it's a great point. It's like they, they're not a good enough three-point shooting team in the half court to keep up with the Warriors offensively, but they do have that bruising offensive rebound type uh, half-court offense and then their transition offense, which is elite. Um, and this is another series where both defenses have been great, you know, for the most part. Both these offenses have had trouble scoring. Um except for Ja, everyone else in the Grizzlies can't score. But what do you think about some adjustments that the Warriors can make, Seth, uh, to slow down Ja if there are any? I mean, do you want them blitzing? Do you want them to throwing two at him? Do you want, or do you think they should keep playing him one-on-one? Well, I think it's especially hard, like Kyle was saying, with Gary Payton II's injury. So before yeah. we talk adjustments, what did y'all think about the Dylan Brooks foul I saw that uh, he's been suspended for game three. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, so I, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, so <laughs> Dylan, hard following Gary Payton, fractured his elbow and is now suspended for a game. I think it was definitely fair based on um, someone got suspended for a similar play early in the season, and it's escaping me who. Um, Wasn't it uh, Grayson Dylan Allen on Alex Crusoe? Thank you. Yeah, Grayson Allen. Thank you, Alex Crusoe. You know, if it ends in a big injury like that and it was clearly a, a bad play, they're going to suspend you, it seems like. so. Is one game fair? I think it's fair. There was an interesting discussion on the radio earlier today when I was driving on if something like this happens in a playoff series, if the NBA should – if they're going to suspend the player that committed the, the flagrant to – and which ultimately causes the other team's player to be out for the rest of the series. If they should, if the NBA should suspend that player that committed the foul for the duration of the series, no matter how many games it goes, essentially an eye for an eye. Yeah. Mm. 
like that's interesting I should about just that. be out as long as gary payton is out basically yeah or at least until the end of the series yeah i kind of like that rule if they were to do something like that they never would but i think it would be interesting that's that is very interesting i think i think one game was fine i mean there was a yeah. president set for earlier so yeah i don't i don't know that i really agree with steve kerr saying it's a dirty play and like he really went after him and maybe it was a hard foul but to kind of encourage the nba to suspend him and so it worked i thought it was a dangerous play and a hard mm-hmm. foul but and you never really know intention but it was still like part of basketball like he was preventing him from scoring mm-hmm. You know, to me, that's better than like some of the guys who, after the play is over, mm-hmm. you know, go after the player, right? Like Patrick Beverly pushing Chris Paul last year, or Jokic or, on the or Morris, yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, Jokic, Jokic on on Morris should be more than one game. You know, it wasn't like yeah. a basketball play at all. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, this has just been a chippy series in general. You know, like Draymond got a flagrant two uh, in the first game, which I didn't think should have warranted a flagrant two, but he got kicked out of the game. He also has a reputation, as we know. Um, so he's got to be careful. And yeah, that that's not the first time that Steve has Steve Kerr has gotten angry at a play. Remember when early in the year when he was saying that that um, Marcus, Marcus Smart play Smart, where he yeah. injured Steph was dirty, which I didn't think it was at all. He just dove out to the ball. Yeah, that's true. I think Marcus and Draymond both have a certain reputation that <laughs> they do not get the benefit of the doubt. I disagree. I think someone else was talking about this on a podcast recently. I think Draymond, be, I mean, maybe when there's something harsh like this, then they kind of levy the penalties. But the talking, right? He gets away a lot of, of talking. Yeah, but like, he gets away with a lot of antics because people are just like, oh, well, it's just Draymond being Draymond, you know? Yeah, I feel like the Ruffs will let him blow off steam at them for like three minutes straight. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. he'll, he'll tire himself out. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I've never been a Draymond fan and you always have Whoa. been, so. I want to hear this kind of slander. He's he's not a fan of intelligent players. That's why that's why he doesn't like Draymond. I'm not. I've never liked Draymond, Draymond either, so. like, hater like I am like Embiid or somebody or Harden. <laughs> But wow. it just, I appreciate you brought up Harden he so soon in the pot. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate what Draymond does, like as a facilitator and as a defender, and how like unique of a player he is, and kind of the story of him getting into the NBA and, you know, being much better than projected out of college. But his whole mentality and this whole defiance of changing where he's just like, well, this is how I play. I'm never changing that. It's like, okay, well, you're hurting your team. And this ostensibly would be something that you like very much have control over much more than like how well you shoot. Right. It's like, you can practice shooting and you'll probably get a little bit better, but for Ben Simmons too soon. It's, to me, it's like, to me, it's like, uh, if there's something like that that's within your control, where you could just like stop complaining to the refs or like get your temper in check, that to me is like 
worse than somebody who's like a bad shooter because they're trying their best, but it's just not in the cards for them, you know? But not everyone has like the personality to be calm like that, like you, like that's your personality, but Draymond's personality is the complete opposite of yours. You can't change your personality. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he needs a wife coach. Yeah. Probably a therapist too. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of funny where we're talking about this because like, a couple hours ago, I was facilitating, as I do every Thursday, a men's nonviolence group. And so that group is all about, like, changing our behaviors. And we were talking today about non-threatening behavior, which is, like, what Draymond <laughs> intimidates the refs all the time. I so think Draymond should join you your group, honestly. Take the class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Draymond, if you're listening. Today we have with us Draymond. Draymond, introduce yourself. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, yeah. This is a very interesting series. I think, I think another part, Kyle, that we haven't mentioned yet is is how Clay has been struggling. Um, and we all love Clay, as you know, but it's been tough for him, especially defensively, coming back from that injury with the lateral quickness that he may not have back, and his shooting has struggled a little bit. I bet the shooting comes back before the end of the series, but you know they're targeting him. Like Ja wants to switch onto Clay, which he used to be their most stout wing mm-hmm. defender. So, you know. What do you think about the way Clay has played so far? And you think he can play better the rest of the series? The the defense is an issue, and I think it's just going to be um, just because of the injury. Uh, I, don't, we, I don't know if we'll ever see prime defensive Clay Thompson again. Uh, yeah, the shooting obviously is an easier thing to fix, or you know, all it takes is a couple threes in a row and uh, i feel like for a shooter like him that flip the switch just flips and he's just on it then so uh i I think it's easy it should be easy for him to break out of this slump that he's been experiencing but at the same time i mean just got to give credit to memphis and the defense that they've been putting out there great defense uh so yeah before the series i picked warriors in five i think kind of like the celtics I still like the Warriors, but I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna do five. You know, yeah. I can't remember series. what I said. I think I said six. I debated it heavily. Heavily, I put Warriors in seven. He debated it. Was, it, was, it was Warriors or Golden State or Warriors or Golden State. <laughs> Warriors or Memphis in seven for me. I figured it'd be a long fault series either way. I figured they lost one to the Nuggets. Or was it two of the Nuggets? No, just one. one. And the Nuggets are ass, so they'd probably lose at least two to the Grizz. I figured um, people would fall into that faulty reasoning. That's why I picked Warriors in five. Faulty reasoning. <laughs> well, you nervous now? Like, that would mean they'd have to win three in a row. Do I look nervous? <laughs> I tried to shake my hand, but I didn't look like it was shaking at all. <laughs> That's great for an audio podcast, too. Uh, all right, let's let's hit Suns Mavs, the other Western Conference series. Boy, Chris Paul is pretty good, huh? That man. Let's get him a championship magician. this year, huh? It would be kind of nice to see him win one. Um, boy, they really went after Luke in the last game too, huh? I gotta tell you, did I fall asleep at halftime? Yes, but in my defense, were you guys watching that game last night? They called every single foul they could possibly call in the first half. At one point, there were seven straight offensive fouls on seven straight possessions. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. (laughs) I I literally can't watch this. Um, But in the second half, 
they put Luca in every pick and roll. I think Luca was forced to defend a pick and roll 50 times last night. <laughs> Jesus. And he did not hold up well. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, you know, we've all known Luca to not be the greatest defender, but last night it was really showing. And that's the problem when you have this kind of heelous centric offense. Um, like Luca's kind of like the next James Harden, except way better in the playoffs. But, you know, he expends all his energy. <laughs> Why is he way better in the playoffs? Than James Harden? Yeah. I don't know, because he scores 40 points every game. How many series has he won in the playoffs? One. Done. One. Oh, yeah. Wait, he's won one? Mm-hmm. Oh, the you first series. <laughs> I guess this year he did, yeah. No, it's a I mean, fair Smaller point. sample size, but, you know, James Harden is at, like, a 25% performing well in the playoffs in I mean, playoff yeah. games and Luca is at like 95. So I'm sure Harden didn't win a series by this age. And he was also the third best player in his team at this age. So right. it's hard to say really. Um, But I just find it funny that you're calling one of the best players in the NBA, James Harden, like, but you guys shit on James Harden all the time. I said, but way better. That's why he had to add on the caveat. <laughs> I just meant in the, in the style they play. They play in almost the same style, right? Where they run the entire offense and it all runs through them. And then when you, you guys seem to hate when James Harden does it. I hate when Luka does it too. I'm honestly not a big Luka fan these days. I don't like watching his teams at all. Much like yeah, I, I'm disinterested with James Harden's teams. Not as fun to watch as all at all, really. Um and when, you, when you're doing the whole thing on offense, right, it's hard to expend energy on defense, and that's what he runs into. So, I don't know. Do you think that the Mavs have any chance in this series? Do you think they're going to grab at least a game or two? I think I might have said, predicted they win one. I, I said Suns and six. Two. Yeah, same. Yeah. Not looking good, though. <laughs> Not looking great. It feels kind of four, four to me. It really does. The Suns are just too much of a well-oiled machine at this point, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And they just I have to check what I did. And when they hunt Luca, it's not just like it's not just like, hey, let's have a pick and roll and hunt Luca. Seth said Suns in seven. Whoa. Bold wow. <laughs> choice by me. <laughs> the thing is, like when they're hunting Luca, there's also all these side actions going on, right? And literally everyone on their team can do something with the ball. You know, yeah. Mikhail Bridges, you 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 have Mikhail's a budding star. He has been. Yeah, you roast Luca off the dribble, and then Mikhail's guy comes to help. Mikhail can shoot. He can go off the dribble and lob it to your center. Like he's a great secondary offense option now, right? And we know what he can do on defense. Yeah. I fucking love Mikhail Bridges, dude. He's so good. Which is your favorite he's Bridges, the best brother? Bridges brother? Oh. <laughs> you mean twins? this on the podcast yet? That Seth thought they were brothers? Okay. Good. Oh, I don't know on the podcast. <laughs> he actually thought they were twins. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Irish twins, if anything. <laughs> I would say, I would say, I know I put Miles Bridges as my as my skull dog boy, but is Mikhail secretly becoming my favorite Bridges? It's possible. I'd rather drive over Mikhail of Bridges than Miles of Bridges. <laughs> what <did> it mean? <laughs> Seth, what do you think? Do you think? You probably don't think that Dallas has a chance to win three, but you think they can make it competitive at all? I think they could, yeah. It's one of those Phoenix is clearly better. Booker is clearly healthy. 
um chris paul can do no wrong at this point he's just in a groove so like could they sweep him yeah but at the same time it's kind of like how i feel about the celtics in their series it's like you can't count Giannis out you can't count luca out ever so i just feel like it doesn't even matter like i don't know he'll put up 40 brunson's been kind of disappointing yeah. the series after what he did in round one like yeah. he's not Brunson doesn't have Donovan Mitchell to go against every time and just give you yeah. the rack easily, you know. Yeah. In this yeah. series, you can't really go at anyone like that. I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't it feel like Luca just gets 30, 12, and eight every game and no one else can do anything and they just lose. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Feels bleak. They say the series doesn't start until someone loses a home game, though. Is that what they say? <laughs> yeah. So series it hasn't, hasn't started, started yet. yet. So forget all our analysis. Um, lastly, let's talk about the most boring series. And it's a damn shame, really. It is that we have no Embiid yet in the Philly Miami series. They are mums the word on if he's coming back. No, but they already said he's out, I think, for game three. Maybe it's only because they gave them one day off instead of the nine they gave the other series. You think that could be a factor? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Without Embiid, it's a sweep, obviously. I mean, Miami's already up 2 0 and Harden cannot carry a team by himself anymore, sadly, for Kyle, for us. Tyrese Maxey, though. Honestly, I kind of I kind of hate it because now that he's bad, like, there's no arguing. Like, I kind of liked when he was at least good and we could argue about him. So, can we play a little name game real quick with James Harden? Okay, like, I was just – I had this written down. Luka Doncic. My God. I was going to start with Harden or Lowry, Luka. who we just take right now. <clears throat> Lowry's not even playing. Well, Lowry's injured, so would I rather if Lowry's have... <laughs> healthy, I'm telling you, he's basically like Lowry now. He can't score. He doesn't score. He just yeah. play makes. I was gonna say Harden or Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking chance, dude. Harden no, no, no. or CJ McCollum. Uh, probably still Harden because of the playmaking. And CJ is not doing anything defensively either. Okay, what about this? Harden or Davis Bertans? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, neither one plays defense. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, I was just thinking of McCollum because that was like who was rumored that they could get in the trade for Ben Simmons, but Daryl was mm-hmm. holding out because McCollum's not good enough, right? Yeah. And then it's kind of like, hmm. But you put McCollum without Embiid, it would be the same situation. They wouldn't be able to win anything. Yeah, no, they they wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't be able to win anything with Jalen Brunson. Just whoa, Jalen Brunson <laughs> beat the Jazz by himself. So, although anyone could well, beat the Jazz by themselves, over the Barrier team. <laughs> also, did you hear that that Rudy apparently said like, like yeah, it's me or it's me or him. It's like, well, it's gonna be him then. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think he knows it. We yeah. all know it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be so pissed when he goes to a team with players I like, too. He's going to go to the Mavs, and we're going to have to – we're going to have to root for him, I guess. Are we going to root for him? No. What if he went to the Nuggets? That would be the worst one. Why would he go to the Nuggets? <laughs> How would that make any sense? No, that wouldn't make sense. I was just trying to think the of the worst. Stifling towers? What would be the worst team for us? The Hornets would be the bad Bulls? for me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing a Bulls God. jacket as you speak. 
Holy shit, that would be bad. I wasn't even considering that. There's no way, right? Get a little defense there to make up for Vooch. Yeah. Honestly? Not a bad idea. <laughs> Don't look at me right now. <laughs> I prefer players on my team, personally, that can dribble. Mm-hmm, same. And shoot a layup. Yeah. Without missing. <laughs> That's just what I prefer. <laughs> on my team. Uh I hope he goes to Sacramento. That <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Not I even go bear. I wouldn't <laughs> even wish that on Harden. <laughs> anyway, so that series, it's gonna be so interesting too, because Miami's gonna walk into the thicket of either the Bucks or the Celtics mm-hmm. without having been tested at all in mm-hmm. this playoffs. Yeah. You know, they play the shitty Hawks and they play the, <laughs> the shitty Philly without Embiid. So to be very interesting. I still like them a lot, but I don't think I'm going to pick them against either the Bucks or the Celtics, right? I might. He might. I mean, Seth won't, unless it's the Bucks. I feel like for some reason, like they are, how do you see? They're like the sons of the Eastern Conference, just in the fact that, like, the way Spolstra has that team like down to a science essentially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just the same in and out every night it's just like, I'm, i'll say it again it's a well-oiled machine they're like, like a, just... yeah they're like a walmart sons where they have like a great offensive defensive system and a lot of like all five players can create their own shot you know i don't know how that's a walmart sons then but they're worse than the sons are they you think the heat aren't worse than the sons the sons are like a historically good team <laughs> so where the heat though this year no what do you mean, no? Dude, the, this, the Suns won over 60 games. Yeah, I don't think that the Heat, though, really tried that hard in the regular season. I think if this... you look at Jimmy Butler in the regular season in this playoffs and you tell me that he's trying as hard during the regular season to win those games, then I don't know what you're watching. I mean, the Suns were without Booker and CP at some point of the season. They still won, like, 62 well, games. Miami had a lot of injuries, too. Yeah. But... I think Jimmy the Suns Butler are is on the a same different animal, tier. but a different beast in the playoffs. I would say the Suns are on a different tier than the Heat, in my humble opinion. The Heat aren't even I the agree. best team in their own conference. They're actually the third best. Yeah, but I do think the Heat have been a little bit disrespected. Clearly by me. I mean, you can you can clip that out and, and put it on your bulletin board if you're the Heat. I'm sure Eric Spolstra is doing that right now, somehow listening into this podcast before it's even been published. Eric Spolstra Uh, is one of our better listeners. He always goes (laughs) to Belgium and back just to listen to us. (laughs) Um, I mean, it is kind of like, okay, we were the number one seed in the conference. You know, we easily made it to the second round. We're about to probably sweep to get to the Mm -hmm. conference finals. Like, what more do you want to see before you think of us as the best team in the conference? But we're just not going to until they beat either Milwaukee or Boston yeah. because we have they don't have anyone who's as good as Giannis or Tatum, to be honest. So, I mean, but they have the defensive firepower. I feel like to limit those players better than any other team. That's yeah, but the other playoff. those teams have really great defenses Suns. too. You know, yeah, that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> And if that's the case, then it just comes down to shooting variance. And I, I, you know, now I'm so fired up. I might pick, I might pick Bucks or Celtics in four against the Heat. Four. <laughs> I'll say Miami to gentlemen sweep whoever it is. <laughs> Listen, 
the Titans were the number one seed this year and they felt disrespected. And guess what happened? They lost, which transfer transfers us. Thank you. Damn. I always had the perfect transition. I couldn't think of the word transition. That's what got me into the NFL draft, which just happened. We had a couple big trades, namely our boy, Kyle, that we weaned from our own loins. AJ Brown was traded from the Titans to the Eagles for their pick, which the Titans then used to draft the next AJ Brown, or so they think. <laughs> what I want to know is what do you that know? trade happened. Yes. And within five minutes, it was reported that AJ Brown had signed an extension with them. How did they have the paperwork in front of AJ Brown that fast? The trade was already, I actually just listened to Diana Rossini talk about this. The trade was already agreed to a week ago, <laughs> and then they just were waiting for the draft to finalize, to like actually put it through, basically. So that makes more sense. Yeah. But I was wondering all draft night, how the hell did they get that paperwork? In front of <laughs> but man, AJ is a stud. I would not have let him go by the Titans. I don't think they wanted to either, but they just couldn't come to agreement on money. And now he gets that money from, I pay, I pay him 20, 25 million. I pay AJ Brown. What he, what he wants. Yeah. I was watching the, uh, I was watching the draft with uh, two friends that live in Tennessee and are huge Titans fans. And they were shook. When that trade happened, yeah. they're like, blow it all up. Just yeah. tank at this point. Yeah, fucking sucks, dude. It is interesting how the landscape of the league is changing and how so much of it is about money and salaries and who you spend it on. And it really feels like there's only like one path for success now where it's like you can't pay running backs. And if you have a rookie quarterback or, I mean, a quarterback on his rookie contract or a wide receiver on their, his rookie contract, who's a star player, that's a huge advantage or both. Um, and, you know, if you have to pay somebody like it's got to be a quarterback or whatever, or, you know, one wide receiver, but. Or if you're the Rams, just pay every position. Did someone explain yeah, to me how the Rams, Rams financials work? <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot. Yeah, I was telling you guys that it's like wide receivers are the next quarterbacks as far as you want a wide receiver on the rookie deal before they demand a full um, paycheck. And that's going to be one of the most valuable things to have, right? So or that's kind of AJ Brown situation where they're in their last year, the rookie yeah. deal and then demand a trade. Yeah, and, and wide receivers and quarterbacks are – becoming like NBA stars, right? Where they feel they have the clout and the leverage to demand a new contract or a trade, right? Which is not something we saw. If you're top five, top 10 of your position, I guess top 10 for wide receivers, top five quarterback, whatever. Why the hell not? More power to them. We're playing problem. We want to be happy where we work. Let them be happy where they work. Now, my question is, was A.J. Brown... I don't even going to say it. I was going to say it was, it was AJ Brown going to strip clubs during the pandemic when he was holding out for <laughs> We don't know. Oh, please vaccinated. Uh, oh, I didn't even have a chance to bring this up. What? We're going to revert back to basketball for a second. Okay. Matisse Thibel has as many COVID shots as he has made shots against the Heat in this series. One. <laughs> Wait, he, he has one COVID shot? Yeah, he's not, he's not double vaxxed yet. What? Remember because he wasn't vaccinated to be able to play in Toronto? Oh, so he so started, he getting, started vaccinated? getting vaccinated and hasn't got his double his second shot yet. So what was his stance before that? Then he, that he could just throw it all away to get vaccinated to play. Wow. 
That's crazy. But he's kind of his ass, though, honestly. Like, I know he's great defensively, but, man, what is he on offense? He needs to go to whoever trained Lonzo how to reshape his shot. He needs to go to that same guy. It was that Vincent guy in in New Orleans. I don't know why you know his first name. but Look it up. No, that's his last name. Oh. Vincent Vincent, I think it is. <laughs> Honestly, is Matisse Dival like the Gobert of the wing? Yes. But likable. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he has as many COVID shots as many shots. Yikes. Uh, you know who else got traded? Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. For a, a mid-20s pick, and he's not even good. Makes you think, doesn't it? reunited though and it feels so good yeah Tyler. i feel like they just traded for him because he's kyler's friend and they wanted to keep kyler also deandre is this... hopkins is out for a quarter of the season they probably <laughs> did know that right before yeah yeah deandre is got this the uh, uh suspension d'angelo russell deal all over again i'll tell you that might be disrespectful to d'angelo russell <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just don't think he's all that in a bag of chips. I don't know. I think you guys are hating on what was a top wide receiver from his draft. He's so yeah, small. I don't think he's And bad. went to a team that hates to throw the ball downfield or is not good at throwing the ball downfield. Maybe I'm scarred because he's been on my fantasy team several times and he drops the ball one every four catches. Yeah. Just wait until Skyler's throwing those crispy crispy spirals to him though you're probably gonna drop him if it's if it's too crispy i don't know i don't think you can handle the crispy ones uh yeah so that'll be interesting no deandre hopkins like kyle said he got suspended for pd uh, when i don't know you must have from a test like last year must be right are they testing them right now like it, the news just dropped that he was getting suspended but that can't they, there's no way they're they had to have right known now. yeah he must have known beforehand I, don't so, know. I saw him post on Instagram or something, and it was one of those, like, you know, in my whatever many years in the NFL, I've never tested positive for PEDs. It's like, okay. Congratulations. <laughs> well, <you did> now. <laughs> and he's like, I'm I'm very meticulous about what I put into my body. And I promised all my fans that, you know, I'll my team of health and conditioner conditioning people like we'll get to the bottom of this. So I don't know. I mean that I feel like that's one of those things where yeah. I'm sure he does have lots of people who he like pays to help him stay in shape and in peak conditioning. And so like maybe this did happen without his knowledge, but maybe that's just a convenient you know yeah for him to say that but it's really impossible to know for someone like us so this is what it is i i think i'm I'm gonna i'm i'm fading the cardinals this year because i tell you last year they were terrible without deandre when deandre had that injury Mm -hmm. they really went down the shitter so to speak but now they have marquise (laughs) well congratulations you replaced (laughs) one of the best receivers with one of the worst I think they're going to be at the bottom of that division, right, right behind or right above Seattle, you know, so not at the bottom, you might say, but I don't think they're going to be very good this year. And as we know, what's the over under on there? What's their win? Look it up right now, dude. I'm pounding the under. 
I'll bet you right football. now. Yeah, I know. I'm oh, our first bet of the NFL season. I can't <laughs> even. I would always use, I could always use more mugs, you know. <laughs> uh, what am I looking at? Uh, Do they I even have overrunners today? Studio. Nice. I want one. I have a house. I can put them all in the basement. Do they not have win totals on here? Just look at it. Just Google it, yeah. Your phone looks so fancy. This is great podcasting, by the way. Us just looking wow. at the win totals. What is it? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Pound that under. Pound it. Oh, 17 game season. I thought it was still, though. I thought it was going to be like eight. Their win total last year was 11. Can I bet it right so now? They go 10 and seven. Yeah. I mean, that's reasonable. Not for. No, no, there's no way to go 10 and 7. Give me that over. I'm taking the over. How much? As much as you want. Oh! <laughs> How much is a six-pack of Gatorade Zero worth? <laughs> uh, it's got to be approximately like $8.99. All right, let's double that. What is this? The price is right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make it $15. Easy. All right. You, you heard it here first. $8.99 doubled is 15 <laughs> We're not the brightest on this podcast. All right. Well, I think we really ended it with a whimper there, and that's what we wanted. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to continue watching the NBA playoffs, scouring the NBA playoffs for more analysis to bring you guys within the next couple of weeks. And uh, everybody enjoy. survive the night without basketball tonight. I'm not too sure. I think I'm just going to cuddle up with my Gatorade Zero and cry myself to sleep. Seems reasonable. Kyle, any parting thoughts for our listeners? You might as well just pay me now. 